You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Up Your Brave show. You're listening to Natalie Cutler-Welsh. And this week, we're diving into the topic of voicing your truth. My next guest is a longtime friend, someone who I truly admire. We have so much fun together. Like, if you think I'm energetic, wait till you meet this lady. (laughs) Her name is Shelly Gowith. She's based in Wellington. And for those of you that don't know Shelly, Shelly's an international speaker, a functional nutritionist. She specializes in helping people to be the CEO of their own health with her message and her keynote, which is called The Future of Health is You. And at a time when people are suffering from burnout, anxiety, obesity, chronic illness, etc., Shelly helps people to turn that around so they can have energy to burn and what she likes to call fearless energy. She actually works with busy corporates worldwide to reduce stress in their lives by combining medically sound practices with nutrition-based care guided by what your body is telling you. Every part of you is unique, so why shouldn't your healthcare be? She is the trusted voice on what your body is already Trying to tell you, welcome to the show, Shelly. Thank you for having me, Nat. I'm very excited for today. I'm excited on so many levels. And here's why. Number one, I love sharing um, health, you know, insight around holistic health with my audience. Our topic this week is not specifically holistic health. We're actually going to do that next week. But because you have just been to America and you've learned some truths and you've went to a, a monumental conference event, I really just want to dive in and share that with our audience. But before we do that, Can you give us a little bit of info and insight? How have the last three years been for you? Well, actually, when I was reflecting on this, that it's been different. So running, being in clinic for the last eight years, the last three years have been very different in terms of what I'm seeing online, like on my online practice, my virtual practice, the people coming in, the health conditions that we're seeing, and the sheer magnitude of people reaching out for help. So what I've seen myself personally going through, I'm pregnant at the moment, and so we're going through the health system working with midwives. What was that? Congratulations. Thank you. So we've got an overburdened health system. So we've got a system, for example, I'm based in Wellington. So our hospital here is lacking 500 nurses. We've got a vacancy of 500 people. So we've got a health system that's overburdened. When I ask clients to go and get lab tests themselves, like get them empowered and get them to go to pathology, we've got a system that's taking weeks to get those results to us. Sometimes they're turning away people because they're overburdened and overwhelmed. So even if you're reaching out to get help yourself without going through the medical system, we've got people, myself included, when I needed a GP appointment for a um, structural injury at the beginning of this year, waiting six to eight weeks to get an appointment with their local doctor. Um, And so we've got people reaching out for alternative health care and the sheer magnitude of inquiries that I get as the clinic every single week, the numbers have just gone up. So we've got that on one side where people are getting really empowered and wanting help, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But also the conditions that I'm seeing in clinic are so different from when I first started. So eight years ago, when I first started out in practice, there was a lot of questions or people wanting to see me were just wanting to change their diet, learn about what to eat, make some food changes. Now I've seen three years of clinic of basically doing hour after hour vaccine injury protocols, like looking at that, looking at the damage and the devastation. When I run the complete blood count, a lab test, which is looking at your immune system, 
I'm seeing huge changes like never before in blood results. So we're seeing major changes in terms of what's happening to people's immune systems, what's happening to their lymphatic system, cancer markers, some of them are higher. We're seeing, I'm seeing a huge load in terms of heavy metals in the body when we test that with our hair tissue mineral analysis and when I use the detox treatments in clinic. Um, we're seeing people like never before, like I have never in my whole eight years, every single thyroid test that I've run this year. And so now we're almost in June. So that's five months of thyroid testing. And most people are getting that test that underactive. I have never seen some of these things to the magnitude that I'm seeing now. So anecdotally, we're seeing a whole bunch of symptoms, health conditions that I haven't seen when I first started out. And then equally, the research that we're seeing coming out of New Zealand for uh, children being born and like the latest research that they did on urine testing for New Zealand children, we've got the highest loads of chemicals showing up in children's urine. So we've got a country that's actually got a toxic load, a heavy toxic load and burden on our young people. So this is a generation that's growing up in inverted commas toxic. And so I think when I talk to my parents' generation and what I'm seeing in clinic is the speed that these things are happening. Like since COVID, since three years ago, I think the thing that shocked me the most is the speed in these changes. Like it used to take years for these chemicals to get into our systems, like our water system, food system, health system, our bodies. And it's just the sheer magnitude of speed. And even on a practical level, now, I almost feel like as a practitioner now, I can't keep up. Hence why I travel to the States, because I actually need to be informed by other people where this is their day job to keep up with the daily research of what is actually happening in the environment at the moment. And so I would say eight years ago, were we talking about an environmental crisis of toxins? Absolutely not. But are we today? Absolutely and it's something that New Zealanders don't want to hear, they don't want to listen to, because we've grown up, our generation that has grown up with clean, green New Zealand, with the fresh New Zealand air that we breathe in, but that's not the reality anymore. Well, I mean, that's that's a lot for a lot of people to take in. Number one, I want to congratulate <laughs> and thank you for being pretty much brave and honest to actually let people know, and the people, you know, that masses of people are coming through your door jab injuries, but also this higher toxic load, which is reflected in not just your, um, you know, you're looking at how they're showing up, but you're looking at the lab results, you're looking at the bloods. Number two, I want to congratulate you for being proactive about your learning. I know you love learning. You always want to basically be on the forefront of what is up and coming because you talk a lot about the future of health. So taking the initiative and obviously the financial burden of flying to America. So I want to look at what you've learned what you actually learned in America. But what I want to reiterate is that higher toxic load for this current generation. And why is that concerning? Like, because some people listening will be like, I don't even know what she means by toxic load. What is the, pro is that really so bad? How does that show up? So before we dive into America, what, tell us more about the toxic load. Why is that so bad for our kids? Well, a couple of things. I'll just tell you, when I was reflecting on the conference and I was talking to other practitioners and why it hit me so hard, like when I was at this conference, it was the first time in my professional career where I was like gutted and devastated. And I said when I was, I even had to call my mom to reflect on the day because it was just like we started eight over there and finished at six and it's hour after hour of cutting edge experts sharing their leading knowledge. And I was reflecting one night after a long day and I said, mom, 
this is the first generation, this generation being born today, my baby's generation and, you know, a couple of years old, where if you're doing nothing for your health, and I'll talk about what the practical things are, you are now going backwards. So there is no way that you're going to end up in good health now. If your parents, my generation with young children, aren't doing something actively for this generation. So eating healthy of our parents' generation, which was kind of eating from your backyard, drinking your water, for a lot of them, that was enough. So there's a real mismatch between the grandparents and the great-grandparents and the babies being born around what has happened over these last three to four decades, and especially in the New Zealand environment around what's happening. And when I say that, just to give you some quality like examples, is in the umbilical cord of most babies that are being born when it's tested in New Zealand, this is New Zealand data, this is an American, with 350 different chemicals. So that's at birth. Our grandparents' generation didn't experience that. They didn't know that. That wasn't. So we're already being born with a toxic load. Our thyroid, just to go back to the thyroid, why I'm seeing so much underactive thyroid, our thyroid acts as a sponge holding on to all chemicals. So practically, if you as a parent and you for your young children aren't doing something to either mitigate the load, and we'll talk about what that means, or actively detoxing your child's body, and there's simple things we can do that are really cheap at home and you're free to do them. If you're not doing them, your child's health is going backwards. And when I do lab tests for five and six-year-olds, seven and eight-year-olds, the parents are shocked that their children have so many vitamin deficiencies and such a toxic load already. And I'm like, well, I'm not because you didn't have the education, you didn't have the awareness, and none of this is judgment. The whole reason you've created this, net is so that people get educated, get empowered, and learn. Like for me, the biggest thing and what's made me up my brave and start talking about this, even though lots of people want to say to me, oh, it's lies, like it's not true in New Zealand. Why would you talk about that? Why would you scare people? I'm like, it's not about scaring people. It's just getting empowered and proactive so we can make simple everyday choices to change the next generation's health. So when we talk about what are some of those toxins or what are some of those chemicals, a lot of New Zealanders don't realize or recognize or understand is per capita. So per person, I know we're a small country, but per person, we have got the highest level of glyphosate showing up in human bodies, blood work. So myself, for the past eight years, I've had purified water. I've had organic organic vegetables. I have gotten rid of all my makeup. I used to be a very uh, a number one advocate of MAC makeup. And in my banking days, loved it. Loved all the chemicals. Loved all the moisturizers. I signed up for it, all the perfumes, you name it. I've done none of that for eight years. So at the beginning of this year, when I ran my glyphosate load on my body, I was shocked, mortified, and horrified to find that it was still really, really high. So I am actively trying to limit my exposure. But even if at home you're drinking filtered water and you've got great um, filtration systems, if you go out to a cafe, if you go out to a restaurant, which I do, let's admit it, like I don't just live in this tiny little room and never leave my house. If you shower in a hotel, if you travel, you're getting exposed to glyphosate in your in the water system. So because we're spraying so much in New Zealand, 
even if in your world and the world you control at home, you're not being exposed to it, it's likely we're being exposed to it every time we leave our homes. Now, that doesn't mean we stay at home. Obviously, I've traveled to the States multiple times a year, so I'm getting out there and getting exposed to it. So it's like, well, what are we going to do to mitigate it? What are the things we can afford to do? What are the things that we want to prioritize? And how do we want to look after our health, but our children's, the next generation's health? So sprays and chemicals on our food, in the food system, in our soil, in our water system, that's all some of the ways we're being exposed to it. Anything that I currently have being pregnant is anything that I put on my skin, anything that I inhale, anything that I breathe, it's being passed on to little baby right about now. Like they are absorbing everything. As a practitioner, when a client's pregnant, I'm super careful around what supplements we give them, what foods, like all of those things. So it makes sense that anything I'm absorbing, I'm giving to the baby right about now as well. So Basically, for most of us, we're being exposed to toxins every single day in some form or another. Okay. So it's largely what goes, I would say, in and on your body. So food, water, sunscreens, makeup, et cetera, and so many chemicals. And I know with women, I mean, I don't do perfume. I do natural essential oils. We call that pure fume. Um, I think a lot of people just don't think about what goes in and on their body. So looking at labels, looking at what ingredients are additives, but also the atmosphere, the actual physical environment as well. Yep. And what Cellcore, the conference that I was at, was really talking about, and I had noticed this, and I'm pretty sure most people in New Zealand might have looked up at some stage. So what we're finding with the industrial world now, I guess, is a good way to put it or whatever way you want to put it, is they're not hiding it. It's actually visible what's happening Most of us just go back to our childhoods and go, oh, that can't be happening. That doesn't happen in New Zealand. We wouldn't be doing that. So so I said to a friend, I was talking about the chemtrails, or now they call it geoengineering. So you will not find chemtrails on PubMed when you look up that term. It's all been deleted. But when you look up geoengineering, you'll find 850 different articles based on it. But it's the same thing. So chemtrails are when you look up into the sky and you'll see a line behind a plane. So you'll always see it. And my friend said to me when I was telling her this after the conference, she said, yeah, but planes make pollution. That's what they do. And I agree on a very basic level, that's what they do. So I said to her, well, when you're at the airport, you know, when you're watching, waiting for somebody to leave at Wellington Airport, Auckland Airport, wherever you are, I said, do you see these nice little white lines? Like they're obvious, like it looks like thin streams of clouds following the plane. I said, so, you know, Auckland Airport or LA Airport, one that I'm very familiar with, I spend a lot of time in that airport, I never see these trails after in the airport when I'm sitting there looking out at all the planes taking off. They're never there. So I said, if it's just pollution from the plane, we would always see it. Why don't we always see it with every single airplane? I'm not saying that the airplanes don't make their own pollution. They definitely do. But these chemtrails are ones when you look up in the sky And for a good five minutes or so, you'll see the white line there. And when I was a kid, it used to kind of, it was fun. You'd sometimes see like marry me or something like that in the sky and it was really cute. But now they're just staying there in New Zealand too, but they're staying there around the world. And as I was at this conference, it was really funny. I was out walking with another practitioner and we were talking about why, what is the impact of geoengineering or chemtrails? And we look up and sure enough, there's a plane going over Boise, Idaho, a few of them, and I took photos of it and posted it to my social media, but we saw the chemtrail lines 
in the evenings and that stayed there for five minutes in the sky. And so that is going through the Jay Davidson, who was speaking about this at the conference. He actually saw it in Puerto Rico. And he, so in 2016, he became really alerted to it and start, started tracking all the data and started testing his clients and seeing what was happening because he would see it all day, every day happening in Puerto Rico and he, Puerto Rico. And he was like, what is this? That's what drew his attention to it because that's where he was living with his family. Plus, he was seeing high levels of glyphosate in all his clients' blood work. So he was like, I'm in Puerto Rico now instead of America. What is happening? And what are those lines in the sky? And so we're having, so we can say a, a normal comment from a New Zealander is that doesn't happen in New Zealand. It does because it's cheap. It's a quick way to spray all that products. It's a fast way because you're getting the mass of it coming from the sky. So that means if you're doing it from the sky, you're not just getting the farmland that they want. And I remember a few years ago, a client trying to lose weight and she couldn't lose weight. And I kept being like, what are the environmental toxins like? And I'd ask her all these questions. And finally, she said to me, Shelly, I live next door to a vineyard. Do you think it will be the sprays that they spray on the grapes every single day that are stuck in my fat cells and my body won't release it because it's so toxic to my body? And I was like, hello, wish you told me that six months ago, we would have made more progress. So sure enough, it was. So we had to work on a protocol to get it out of her body. And that was one very specific example. But the thing that's hard for humans as a whole to understand or grasp or take the responsibility of is this is happening high up in the sky. It's not just happening beside us with the vineyard or the golf course or whatever the chlorinated pool that we think of. It's happening to all of us. It's happening to my backyard. It's happening to your backyard now because we can't control where those chemicals, they're not just landing on the farmland that they're meant to be landing on. They're landing all over. Like that's the whole point of it. It's a quick, efficient way. And I'm an ex-investment banker. So when people ask me why, I go, it goes back to money. Whether you're trying to make money or save money, that is capitalism. I'm not anti-capitalism. It's got a place in the world 100%. But capitalism goes, how do I make more? And how do I do it as cheap as possible? Well, you do it as cheap as possible and make as much food as possible, whatever the agenda for that is, by spraying it. That is a cheap way to control the harmful bugs, to control many of the things that are hard in natural farming and regenerative farming. So then you have a problem of this getting into the soil. You have a problem of the next generation of plants taking on those toxins feeding it to your children, depleting your soil. Because on a local level, when I was working with regenerative farmers at the beginning of this year, local context is New Zealand soil is 100% depleted in zinc and magnesium, two nutrients that we need for stress management in our bodies, to sleep well, for our immune function, for our brain function. It does a huge amount of good things in our bodies. So we're set. So now on one side, we've got the chemicals coming in and we've got the nutrients being depleted from our soil. And we wonder why our young generation is so depleted and so toxic at the same time. Okay. Again, so much to take in and so good because some of our listeners will be thinking, yes, chemtrails. Hello. I've been talking about that for ages. Other people will be like, I did, I've never even heard of that. But now that you mention it, I do remember seeing these white streaks. Okay. So my next question is, what can we do about it? I love to give my audience practical, specific tips that they can do 
without having to book in with anyone. Um, and if they want to book in with someone, they can. But what can they specifically do around this detoxing piece? Because you mentioned about um, yeah, detox treatments. What are, what are some things people can do? Um, one thing I do, by the way, is I take my fruit and I will put it in a bowl of water with a couple of drops of lemon essential oil, which is the rind, not actual oil from a lemon that you can squeeze. So it's not super acidic. And that actually strips off some of the pesticides and things like that. But I mean, if we think even if we're growing our own veggies, what, based on what you're saying, like they're going to have something sprayed on them. What can people do at home to detox themselves? So you're right, Nat. On a very basic level, it's soaking your fruit and vegetables. So that can be with the lemon. It can be with baking soda or, or, or apple cider apple cider vinegar. It's also looking at um, online every single year they release this and there's the dirty dozen. So those are the 12 vegetables that are being recognized worldwide as the most sprayed vegetables. So they say to avoid those or try and get those organic. So it doesn't mean you have to do everything. It's not about doing everything. It's just about doing one thing and just changing your world one way. Yeah. So they've got the dirty dozen and then they've got the clean 15. So they'll tell you the top 12 that are going to be the most sprayed and they'll tell you the top 15 that are going to be more appropriate to eat without needing organic because we're all on different budgets. So definitely soaking them, 100% key as well. Where you can and with different vegetables, especially your leafy greens, something like celery that's above the ground and taking in all the chemicals, you ideally want to have that organic. So it doesn't have to be all organic, but it's that mindfulness of it and making those decisions. Then something simple for the whole family, like, and this is relatively cheap, you can pick it up from the supermarket, is Epsom salt. So Epsom salts, and you can add baking soda, you can add all sorts of different formulas in terms of there's lots of... Um, detox bath formulas and you can add in your essential oils and stuff but the main ingredient is epsom salts helps to and this is great for young children i'll be doing this with my children helps to start to detoxify your body and pull out some of those toxins so in today's world if you you want to be doing something daily in terms of a detox practice just to acknowledge that we're more in a toxic world so what is something daily we can do Another one is if you go to a gym or you're a member of a pool, a sauna. Saunas are, you're sweating them out. It's sweat therapy. And so if you don't want to do a sauna, it's getting hot. It's moving your lymphatic system. So skipping, jumping on the trampoline with your children. Once again, it doesn't need to be more things. Like I'm not now trying to create more work for you. As a mom, get playful. Get as long as you don't have um, pelvic floor issues. Get on the trampoline and start bouncing with your children because that's moving your lymphatic system. And when I ask most people in my corporate talks, you know, do you know what your lymphatic system does and do you do something for it? They'll say, no, I have no idea what it is. Um, and so that's just moving. It's sweating. It's moving. It's getting like your breasts moving, your whole body jingling, basically. it's There's nothing fancy about it dancing dancing would work too dancing absolutely dancing brings joy because laughter and joy also helps the detoxification process in your body dry skin brushing and gua sha that become quite on trend with my younger generation it's big on tiktok um but that's getting your lymphatic system moving so i encourage clients you know once you've bought a dry skin brush they can be 25 dollars you have a natural one, keep it in the bathroom. And just before your shower in the morning or the evening, spend a couple of minutes doing that. Like that is going to help your body. Obviously, for the people that don't want to do it themselves at home, you can do lymphatic drainage massages. So you can go and pay somebody else to do it, which is also nice. Um, so just getting your body moving is really key. 
using tennis balls and rolling them around your body or on your body, that gets your muscles and your lymphatic system moving. So anytime your lymphatic system's moving, then you're pusher flushing out toxins. You need to be pooing every day because our poos are water, fiber, plus toxins. And a lot of people don't poo every day. So that's why I'm bringing it up because if you don't poo every day, you don't know that that's normal. So that's another way. Um, uh, water, water is key. So, and this is once again, a process. If you're not drinking enough and all my eight years of practice of working with clients, I've never, I've had one person drink the right amount of water for their bodies. So part one would be, well, drink water for starters to get your lymphatic system moving and your liver and your kidneys flushing things out. Then look at the filtration of your water. Like what are you being exposed to? What, what is, chlorine, fluoride, glyphosate, all the other toxins in that water. So you would then look at a filtration system. And if you don't want a filtration system because it's expensive or whatever, well, maybe take a supplement support or some sort of charcoal or some sort of binder, some sort of clay to pull it out daily. Like you might be a pill person where you're happy to just take, like I know Salcor is one of the best in the world at looking when I use different practitioner ranges of supplements. Their ones are very much around toxic load. So I get most of my clients just take one biotoxin binder pill a day to mitigate their exposure. So, and then, and we don't have to do everything at once. So it could be then looking for your children. You might choose not to, and that's up to you, but you might never introduce them to chemicals in terms of nail polishes or skin products and hair products. So you might phase it in a different what was that? And deodorants. Deodorants, a key one. And the deodorant would be a big one that I would encourage people to change to straight away because underneath your arms, there's a whole bunch of, I don't know why I'm lifting it up. No one else can see, but Nat can see me doing a demo right about now. Um, There's a lot of lymphatic vessels, lymphatic muscles under our arms. And so if you're putting a toxic deodorant on, and like, this is no judgment. Like I grew up using mum deodorant and using impulse. Like there was no tomorrow. I loved that spray stuff. I loved it. Like I was obsessed with it. So I'm not saying I was perfect growing up. I wasn't, but you block your lymphatic lymph nodes. They won't be able to drain properly. When you put the chemicals there, you're closing them down. So now you're keeping toxins in your body and they're going to go into your breast tissue. So you'll get a buildup of toxicity anywhere there's like, Fat cells in our bodies, which our breasts are just fat cells, basically, you're now going to hold toxins. So deodorant is a really, and that's a relatively, we're all going to buy deodorant, or most of the listeners here. So why not change to one? And they're not necessarily that much more expensive, but pick a natural one. So now you're not holding the toxins in. But sweat, like I said, for getting your lymphatic system moving, sweat is a great way to flush out toxins in your body. And it's free. I love it. You've given us a very long list of practical things to do. I'm hoping that some of our listeners can tick a few things off, meaning they're already doing them. And I love how you said it's just a matter of adding, changing one thing, one thing at a time. So definitely look up the dirty dozen or the clean 15, everybody. For me at the moment, I'm taking a clay supplement at night because I do just to detox. My son just joined a gym and he's loving the sauna. So that's really good to to hear. So I feel like people can do things in their own way, but it is really just raising awareness and taking empowered action around what you're putting in and on your body. I have not had fluoride toothpaste for at least 10 years. I filter my water, you know, I'm quite conscious of that kind of thing. Um, so Me too. And that yeah. on the website, on the website, I did a 24 hour toxin, like it's just a PDF for people to download and get aware, get awareness with, 
because when I started dating my husband 18 months ago, he had no knowledge of like anything. Like it was really fun because suddenly I was in a, a world of being with somebody that like had no knowledge about toxic. He's in construction. So he was not interested. So I remember like ringing my best friend being like, how am I ever going to sit in his car? Because he's one of those people back then that had an air freshener in his car. And I was like half an hour of being in that car, I get a headache. Like, yeah. how do I tell this new guy that I'm trying to impress and be like, cool, calm and collected and not a Harry Hard out fitness nut. I can't imagine I mean, not fitness, health nut, but I'm a health nut. Like that he can't have that in his car. Otherwise I won't be able to be there. But what it inspired me to do was all of a sudden I was exposed again to how many in 24 hours, even for a male, how many exposures to toxins that they have in their cars, their homes, their bathrooms, their kitchens, all of us, their lives. And so I just wrote a little 24 hour um and I just did it for all clients and I got all the client, all my clients at the time and anyone else that downloaded of the website to do a stock take. And the thing about the stock take is going, okay, this is where I'm at today. Mm. What do I want to change? What is going to be cheap to change, instant to change, fast to change? So for Jeff, my partner or husband, it was getting rid of the air freshener, but he still wanted a nice smelling car. So lovely Nat here gifted me. I was very lucky with that. Um, what do you the, oh, the car diffuser? <laughs> yeah, the car diffuser. And so now he has a beautiful natural oil that he diffuses every day. And every time I get in his car, I'm like, mm, this is so yummy. I picked the one that smells like Christmas. So we have Christmas in his car forever. Um, and it's so, but that was a simple change for him to make. And now that he's got the diffuser, it's no extra effort. And it's stuff like people, the amount of people that have. And so then in that 24 hours, we happen to be going away. And I saw all the plug-in air fresheners and the accommodation that we were staying in. And so it's like, well, do we just, it's simple things like buy a diffuser. I have diffusers, you have diffusers all through your house. So just all of those little things and then the toilet sprays that you see people having and using, the candles people are burning. The, and so within 24 hours, your washing powder, your dishwashing powder, there's a lot of different, the cool thing here is rather than looking at it in terms of, oh my gosh, that's so overwhelming. There's so many opportunities where we get to change. And do you know what? I remember my dad saying this. He's an accountant as well. When he was going through this with my mom, and admittedly, he the backlash for him was he couldn't be bothered and it felt like a lot of effort. But he, being an accountant, loved looking at the costs of things. Mm. And he was shocked at once I'd implemented it, and he does a budget every single month and he'd look at it and, you know, so he's done this consistently. So his dad is all consistent. Obviously, the month that he implemented it, he went all in. And so the costs were higher. But on after three or four months, he was like, Shelly, we're saving money. Like, it's actually cheaper to be healthy. Like, he's like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, all these things are so much cheaper. Like, the washing powder is cheaper. Like, in every area of their budget, and my dad goes through every area of their budget, they were saving money. Like, he, and he was shocked because he thought that it would cost them more money. I'm really, really happy to hear you say that. I remember doing a post on my Facebook page probably about a year ago about people being empowered with their own wellness and taking proactive action. And I had one person, she's actually a relative of mine. She didn't private message me. She only commented on my post. She said, quote unquote, I think you need to check your privilege. So that's interesting. And of course I put the tone in there, but the point is a lot of people assume that when you say organic, oh, lucky for some, you know, they'll be like, mm. so I love that before you mentioned, like, you don't have to do everything organic within your budget, but if there's one or two key items that are more likely to be toxic, definitely organic on those ones. And also what you were just saying about your dad with his 
um, spreadsheet of the budget saying you actually can save money. And I find the same thing. You can save money. So I love the idea of your um, PDF and encouraging people to, I would call it detox swap, meaning swapping some of their, you don't have to throw it in the rubbish, but once you're done with it, why don't you buy something that's a little bit more cleaner the next time around? Um, so yeah, at the end, maybe we'll mention your website and people can, or maybe you can mention it now. People can, where can they get that PDF? www.shellygower.com and it's under the blogs section and it's really near the top. It's the articles like toxic load or something like that. And that like back to the price thing, just for one second, it's like anything, like you can spend as much money on this as you want. Like you can go nuts for my people that want to spend lots of money on the greatest and nicest and the most prettiest packaged natural products. It's going to be more expensive, but on a very basic level, you can wash your clothes in straight baking soda. Like that is the most basic. Obviously, you can buy prettier ones that have the essential oils and all the other things added in all natural products. But, you know, when I compared baking soda to surf water wash or whatever that brand is called, I can't even think of what it's called anymore. Baking soda is cheaper. Like admittedly, I can jazz up the recipe as much as I like. And there's so many recipes these days on the website, and I've got plenty on mine, of how to DIY these things for yourself. And so anytime, I always say this to clients, it's always time or money, right? Anytime you've got time, and as you can get your whole family involved, it doesn't mean mom's doing this by herself. It's pretty easy for children to get some baking soda, some some sort of essential oil and one other ingredient, start to make these and put them in the jars and recycle the jars and take responsibility for, for it. It's pretty easy for children to also make their own bubble bath with Epsom salts and a natural essential oil opposed to going to Lush or some body shop where you're spending $20 for these products. So it is very much a choice. And also, like, you don't have to buy all these things brand new. You can get them from the secondhand stores, you know, when you're switching from plastic to glass mm -hmm. containers. Well, go to the secondhand store. There's heaps there. Most organic stores now have recycled glasses that you can take with you. So there's lots of different free or very cheap ways of doing this. Love it. Love it. Hey, I know we can talk probably for about two hours on detox and health. Um, I'm going to segue now. I'd love to just glean a little bit more insight from you around your trip to America. Finger on the pulse. What what are what were some of the takeaways, two or three things that really stood out to you that you want Kiwis to know about? So like how much we're now spraying the environment was number one. Like I did find that extremely shocking and just how much the toxins are in our body. Like if we're not doing something for it now, we're moving towards disease and sickness. Basically, if you're complacent, that's where you're heading. Like there is no longer room, and I'm so passionate about this now and got my up my brave on it. There is no room now in your health journey to be doing nothing. Nothing means you're trending towards disease. And I remember when I was studying, our professor said, you're walking your clients down a corridor. They're coming in walking towards disease and you're trying to get them to walk, change the corridor towards health. And now more than ever, I feel like we need to have some urgency. New Zealanders will often have a she'll be right attitude. No, she won't be because this is happening in this country and it's happening to the next generation. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that next generation being punished for us not speaking up and doing something actively for them. So that would be one. The next one um, was... Oh, nanoparticles. Like this just blew my mind. I didn't even know what they were. Like I was like, I went up to the speaker afterwards and I was like, I sound so ignorant, but I'm a grateful that you've even shared this with me. 
but be like blown away because I've not seen a single research out. I've not been exposed to any of this in New Zealand, whether it's because we're not being shown it, people in, in the natural health world aren't talking about it, we're having it, you can't look it up on Google, whatever. Um, so nanoparticles now are showing up in baby formula. So it's coming for our children. So basically it's chemicals broken down that get into the baby's body. So we're trying to get it into the child's body from as young as possible. As adults, we're being exposed to it in Starbucks. They're using nanotechnology and nanoparticles already. So it's another way of toxins getting into your body. The difference is I'm a human. That's, I mean, we're adults. So our bodies are much bigger. So our body's going to be more human than nanoparticles because we're bigger. With our little babies, and this is no judgment around breast milk and breastfeeding, like that's not my agenda here. It's just awareness and awareness is empowerment. And then you get to make a decision. So if our tiny little child is now being filled with more toxins and more nanoparticles, which is toxicity, well, are they going to end up more machine-like than childlike if we're not doing anything to get it out of their bodies? So Breast, so um, milk powder is one of the ways it's coming in. Vaccines, we've also got nanoparticles now. A lot of processed food is trending towards nanoparticles as well. Why so, is it in there? Um, great question. So the uh, it's the well a toxicity, right? So your body's going to be more and more toxic, which means you're more prone towards disease. So you're going to need more medication. You're going to need more antibiotics, you're going to need more drugs growing up because now your body, you're trending towards toxicity. So your brain so is going to be- It's intentional. Very intentional. Of course it's intentional. So yes. So when I heard that- Some people like, listening would be thinking like, oh, maybe that's from the manufacturing plant or maybe that's, they didn't realize. Um, okay. You're saying, so from this conference um, in America where people were voicing their truth, which is our topic today. Um, one of the things, one of the many things you've realized is that's possibly adding these negative things on purpose to harm health. So well, not possibly they are, okay. and it's already researched and evidence in our, in our baby formulas worldwide. So it's not just a problem in the States. It's here in New Zealand. We have let it in. We have got no laws around it, no regulations, nothing to disclaim this. So yes, we're a hundred percent allowing it. And we're, it's, it's at the destruction of our health, our baby's health. And then where we're going to go with nanoparticles? Well, I saw nanoparticles in terms of what, and I'm just looking at the um, exact company, CRISPR, so C-R-I-S-P-R, they're already using nanoparticles in unborn children to change the DNA of the next generation. So parents can already start to say, I want my child to have blue eyes and we're going to put this chemical nanoparticle in this DNA to create that. So is that in New Zealand yet? No, but it's happening. And with the goal of now we're going to be able to create babies, not even inside a mother's body, but out in the environment. So what is that going to do? What does that look like to the DNA? What does that look like to the damage of the children? And, and who is controlling this? Like if it's a machine creating it, it's a machine that's going to control it is basically the big idea behind this at the cell core conference. So when does the human lose control of their body? Because now there's so much machinery basically in their body, so much technology in their body that it's being controlled by other things. And I was shocked also with the conference to see in Scotland, they have already got cows 
So our dairy farms hooked up to Wi-Fi generators 24 hours a day. You don't need the farmer anymore because they get plugged in to the internet to do all the farming, the milking, everything else, and they're just machines. It's just got Wi-Fi going straight into the cow for 24 hours, seven days a week. Okay, so we're talking here about transhumanism, which, by the way, in my upcoming interview, we, we dive into that a little bit more. We're talking a, a lot about um, voicing your truth today. We're touching on health. If you guys missed our episodes, we did actually two full weeks on the topic of keeping kids safe. And obviously, this is a constant theme because your uh, interview today, Shelly, also talks a lot about how we can keep kids safe. So if you guys missed that, you can check it out on realitycheck.radio. You can look under replays. If you are if you have insight or if you have questions, we would love to hear from you. You can send a text to 057, or if you're more of an email person, inbox at realitycheck.radio. Um, okay, Shelly, before we go to the four questions I ask everybody, is there anything else from the conference that you want to share with us? I think what my biggest takeaway was the speed at we're being exposed to this and how does a natural health practitioner even keep up with it to educate their clients, but the greater New Zealand, the greater audience around the world. So as a proactive practitioner, I'm struggling to keep up with the information. So my heart breaks for every New Zealander where this is not their full-time job and how you're even keep and hats off to you for keeping up, for being aware, for being interested that educated and empowered listening to these things because there is just so much happening in every part of the supply chain of what is going into our bodies now. So that was the biggest takeaway, the speed of the changes that we're seeing. And even with those nanoparticles, what we'll see by the end of the year, what they're saying they'll be doing with those nanoparticles and how much they'll be controlling the body is huge. And I don't doubt for a second that that will come true. So half robots, half humans sounds crazy, but that's where it's trending. So it was just a wake up call and a really like, unless you're actively getting that out of your baby's body, where is it going? And we don't know because we've never seen this in terms of research, in terms of this is the first generation that it's all being tested on and where does it end? Sounds very, it's very intense, but I think that's what this show is about, really raising awareness, asking the questions, uncensored discussion. Um, you've truly upped your brave, but I'd love to ask you, what is one example of a time when you've upped your brave in the past year? Just speaking this, five years ago, I would never have said this because the backlash, the people, I didn't want to be what I would have thought of as being doom and gloom, but it's not doom and gloom. That's what I've realized. It's creating education and awareness and empowerment and not being afraid for people to say she is crazy. I'm fine because that's what they say about everyone. But when you bring awareness, people will look back. Like the people that thought I was crazy with the whole vaccines, when the vaccines were rolled out and I spoke my truth at that point, I had so many clients come back to me and say, hey, you know, you were onto something. When you're on national media talking about the risks of mask mouth and what that was doing to the health, well, we've seen it proven. So sometimes you have to speak your truth in the moment where we haven't seen the evidence looking backwards. But bringing awareness, getting people thinking, questioning, even if you don't believe it, you're talking about it, you're asking questions. So that in itself is bringing awareness. And that to me is worthy of upping my brave and getting the backlash and getting the whatever people want to say about me. I'm like, that's fine. That's your journey. I'm here to help those people that want to listen and want to know more and want to do better for their children and the next generation. 
and you are. And I'm sure that even hearing you speak your truth today will probably inspire others to do the same in their own way. So thank you for that. Bucket list. What is one thing on your bucket list, something that you want to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can possibly help you with? Well, I, this was like, I was like, oh, what can I think it's just getting these. My biggest thing now is getting these conversations happening and these people talking about it. So if you're inspired from today to just ask a friend, do you know about nanoparticles? Like that's literally what I did straight after the conference or during the conference. I just started asking people every group that I'm in now, every event I'm at, I'm like, do you know about chemtrails? So just starting to ask it and starting to spark those conversations, like let's start because the more you ask, the more curious you are, the more other people, and then we get research and then we get data and then we get more knowledge. So, and at the end of the day, if the New Zealand says that they don't want it and there's no demand for it, well, it will go. So we get to be the root cause of change. Okay. So what's something on your bucket list? Okay. What's on my bucket list? <laughs> uh, well, uh, my bucket list would be that we change it so that every single baby is born with zero chemicals in their umbilical, umbilical cord. That would be the New Zealand that I would like to see in the future for our, gen- our the coming generations. Awesome. Very inspirational and aspirational as well. Um, So Shelly, I know you mentioned your website before, but how can people, what's coming up for you? What are you up to in the next few months? And how can people connect with you? You mentioned TikTok. I think you're on Instagram as well. Oh, I love Instagram. I love a good Instagram story. I love sparking conversation and controversy. Like that is my favorite thing to ask and stir, stir the pot on difficult ideas. So I'm on Instagram a lot. People always comment that there's a lot of stories that come out every single day. Um, so that is coming up. Um, another What's thing. Your, that, are you Shelly Gowith? Shelly Gowith, Ethan. Yep, okay. on Instagram. Super easy. There's always something happening there. Um, and then we're just about to launch for everyone. I've been doing it for client, uh, like clients that I've had for a long time, a program that's called Seven Steps to Wellness. So I've taken everything that I've done in clinic for the last eight years. I've taken the research from the States around, well, this is a whole new topic, post-electric magnetic field therapy. So all around vibration and sound therapy, which was total woo-woo. And the ex-account in me was like, I am not going there. I do not want to do this. And looking at bioresonance and DNA. So all major trends coming out of the States because I always say to my American practitioners, I go over there, I steal their ideas and I'd be the first to bring them back into New Zealand, which has been the trend that I've had for these past few years. And I'm super grateful for how we've been able to use it. So that's all online now. There's no more physical in clinic. We're doing it all online so we can help more people. Basically, when I first started and Nat would know this, I wanted to change healthcare in New Zealand. And now I'm like, that's too small. Like, we don't have time to just focus on New Zealand. We've got to get out to the world. We've got to work together. And we've really got to change the awareness. And so things like post-electric magnetic field therapy, it's based on your DNA. It's accessible for everyone. It's relatively cheap. And the health changes that clients are having and experiences that they're having, it's phenomenal. And so to my knowledge, no other practitioner in New Zealand is doing that yet. So that is where we're really focusing on for the next six to 12 months. And then the other thing that I brought into New Zealand three years ago, just before COVID, was the AMD Ion Foot Cleansers. And now that used to be limited to Wellington, but now I've got clients all around New Zealand using it with their families, using it in their practices to detox through the feet 
all these chemicals, parasites, all these different things. So that is just like we, I own five of those machines and I never have a single one in clinic because as soon as they get returned, the next one goes off to somewhere else in New Zealand. So it's super exciting. What I thought in my traditional days coming from the accounting world of having to always be in person and everything had to be in a clinic, my mindset has really changed and expanded through these practitioners in the States always challenging me and pushing me. And so I'm looking at, well, how do we do health differently? How do we help more people? How do we have more impact in New Zealand and around the world? I'm all about all of those things, amplifying your impact. You've done an incredible job. I know when I met you, your clinic in Wellington was booked out all the time. People had this massive wait list and now you can help more people. We are going to be diving into the topic of holistic health next week, everybody. So definitely listen in. I'll be talking to Rachel from the People's Health Alliance. Um, Shelly, just say your website again. And can you spell your name for everybody? Yep, it's tricky. I'm at www.shellygarwith, G-A-W-I-T-H. Shelly with an E or no E? Oh, okay. So Shelly with an E. So S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. And then Garwith is G-A-W-I-T-H. Love it. And you're also on TikTok for those that are on TikTok as well. Okay, so um, before we wrap it up, Shelly, this is your last chance. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience about health, wellness, voicing your truth, something you learned in America? Don't get overwhelmed by this. Just do one thing. And one thing is going to transform your health. And also, as a mom, as a female, I always love working with women because when you make a change, you can't help but tell other people. That's what women do. So you change your community, you change your friendships, you change your children, you change generations. Like I work with grandmas that are changing their daughter's lives and their grandchildren's lives. So don't underestimate the power of one change and telling one person something that you're doing because that ripple impact is how we change the healthcare around the world. I love it. I love it. And also how you've empowered your man, even the simple thing of changing the air freshener in his car, which a lot of people would never have thought about. But those of us that like things a bit more natural, we get in the car and straight away, we're like, I can't breathe. <laughs> it's true. It's so good <laughs> that he's open to it. All right, Shelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Nat. Amazing. Thanks everyone for listening and be sure to follow Shelly on Instagram for all her interesting stories and her interviews and so much more. Thanks, Shelly. Thanks, Nat. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.